thank you listeners for tuning in to another pre-pod this is boy number five here on <laughs> mic to bring in the pre-pod i don't know if we discussed this last time but we all have boy numbers now i'm boy number five we've got a couple other boys in the chat and whenever they speak i'm sure they'll say their boy number before they come in but um once again just wanted to thank you all for listening sipping a cold one while you're listening to the boys talk so i think chances are pre-pod today so he's going to give a yeah. little background about what's going on, and we're going to we're going to bless your ears with a little sultry speech about something you probably don't care about. All right, Chance, what you got? Hey, it's boy number one here, <laughs> uh, the first boy, and uh, I was wondering <laughs> the first boy. Uh, I first, the first the first, the first boy, yeah, ever. Uh, no, but uh, I was wondering, what is everyone's most cinematic moment in a RPG they've ever had? Oh man, that's my question. There you go. That's a great question. Fans. That's a good question. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go last just because we have had a lot of RPG moments together. So I will take the last one because I'm humble brag. Boy number one. Because I'm boy number one, and boy number one goes last because I'm humble. Superior. Are you a humble brag? <laughs> RPG, humble RPG, TTRPG. Yeah, I was RPG. thinking, is it? Are we talking oh, yes. TTPPRPG? Sorry, TTTPGB. TTPPRPG. Chibis. Okay. Does anybody get to go, or are we just gonna? Ah, yeah, no, I will TTPRPG. Yes. 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 Um, I actually just had mine a couple days ago. Um, I. Uh, I, I feel like I'm more invested if I'm either in the game, leading the game, and this one I was leading the game, so this may be why it's a little bit bigger deal than than it was for the players, but I still think it was pretty big for them. So to set the stage, it's a homebrew that I'm doing with some neighbors and my wife, um, and a uh, pretty much pretty basic characters are needing to use the pirate ship a pirate ship uh, and be part of the crew to get from one island to another. Um, they are attacked by other pirates, um, but they have built a relationship with the captain who's pretty like, you know, loosey goosey, Johnny Depp esque pirate captain, uh, pretty typical guy. Um, and uh, the other captain on this ship and him go way back. Uh, so. Uh, the other pirate captain is a were-bear that actually turned into a bear in the middle of the fight, and the ship was sinking. It was on fire. They, I told them the actions they could do to put out the fire, to bilge the water out, to fire the cannons back. They did none of it. They just let the ship go. And um, <laughs> as, as they were fighting, uh, the bear was just kicking the crap out of the good captain on the top deck in the first mate uh kind of looked at the rest of the players and was like we need to go they got a life boat they were able to make a good perception check to know that the ship was going down the next turn it would be completely underwater um so they all jump into the lifeboat one guy runs up to the top deck to try to help the captain misses the captain's like go on without me uh and the next turn they're like 20 feet away from the boat in their life raft and they turn and look and see the waves just engulf the cap both captains and right before he like cleared vision 
I rolled a last attack for each of them. The good captain missed the bad captain crit and shoved his dagger through oh. the good captain's head. Oh. And that was it. Like, that was it. I think, oh, one of the guys jumped off into the water and, like, tried to kill. He ended up, like, killing the bad captain. But just, like, did not end well for the good captain. And everybody kind of had this, like, oh, moment where it was just yeah. very heavy because he just got hit so bad to, to end it all. Um... But that was, it was dope. In the moment, I just, I remember rolling and just being like, oh, like, I want to lie, but I will not. <laughs> the good there captain go. dies. It was fire. Mm. That is it. Oh, it was dope. amazing. Yeah. It was very, very dope. Heavy for the crew. I feel like moments like that, I just, like, think about all, all the time. Like, I'll just be driving, and I'll just reimagine that scene. That scene. so cool. They ended up, uh, actually, yeah, to wrap it, they ended up pulling... Because the one character jumped out of the lifeboat, they ended up pulling the body out of the water. The first mate, like, wrapped him in a, like, coat, like, the face in the coat. And they had, like, a, they're going to send him back to the, you know, the island that they were at where he was from. But just, like, a very somber half-day rafting trip ahead, you know. So it was heavy. And that was right at the beginning of the session because they split the combat in half. So it was a tough 20 minutes. It was great. Man. Who next? So good. So good. Um, well, oh, sorry. Boy number four here. Uh, oh, there shit. he is. There he is. Hello. Um, number three. Uh, we were talking about this right before we started, and we were talking about what we were going to talk about, which is what we're talking about. And <laughs> Ronnie started to bring up one that involved my character, and so I want him to tell that one for me. <laughs> Wait, am I telling Because you were about to get into it. Okay, so it's my character. Yes. And we're out in the desert. Yes. And that one. Take Spo it away. Spoilers for spoilers for Crimson Throne. Yeah, yeah I'll away. try to be slightly vague, but I mean it's 2020. If you haven't played Crimson Throne yet, what are you doing? Um <laughs> But yeah, so they take like four years to do. Okay, like, how many years has it been since it came out? More than four. Like two thousand eight. Okay, so yeah. so yeah, Obama's been president twice, and you still haven't played. So, um, <laughs> anyway, as I was saying, or as Jackson was saying, um, yeah, mainly because we started and like Ronnie was about to talk about it, but then we're like, let's do it on the pre-pod, and so he's I'm giving me the opportunity yeah, now, re-giving it back, which I which I love. Be blessed. I'm very appreciative of Jackson to allow me to tell this story. Um, but basically, our, our party, the, the, the big dogs who play to win, subtext, subtext um, we were in the throes of the campaign. In the middle of the campaign, there's this really cool section where you go out into the, like the, the wilderness, not the Badlands, it's a different area. And you meet up with like a Shawanti tribe, several Shawanti tribes you get to interact with. But there's one specific that you, as part of the game, you have to elicit their help. And eliciting their help kind of includes a lot of shows of strength and of courage because that's what they value. So one of the things that you could do to gain their respect is you had to recreate um, like one of the like mythic tales of lore that one of their great heroes did in the past. And that is to literally swim into the stomach of this great worm that spawns in the desert and it's to a fireworm a fireworm and to fight your way out like you can't just like 
stroll out into the middle of the desert with your party and kill this thing. No, like, you, you literally have to be eaten by the worm and then fight your way out and then leave. Like, you don't kill it. You literally just do this insane way out. Yeah, they need to keep it alive so the next person that climbs in. <laughs> so the next yeah. person could do it. So yeah. basically, like, this is, like, pretty much sure death for anybody who's not strong enough to, like, withstand that kind of, like, heat and just trauma um and so we were basically like yeah we'll do it and jackson was our party's tank fighter his name was duras and basically the three of us ride out into the desert on our horses and we're playing like i think the joker and the thief and mm -hmm. we are riding yeah. across the desert you just like can envision these like dust clouds like spinning up behind us and the worm just appears and like flies out of the ground and we're all like oh crap what are we supposed to do and then duras just like wait didn't gets we up summon a mount was i yes, riding like did. a wolf yeah no we were yeah. were we riding wolves what was, I riding? was that it yeah oh yeah we used summon summon creature five to summon three dire wolves that oh, was what it was yeah, yeah. incredible <laughs> we right. were, and then i was riding one dire wolves keep going and he like riding so wolves. we don't like bait this thing or anything or like stand in front of it duris literally jumps off of his wolf and he rolls like the perfect like dex check to jump into the worm's mouth in midair and he flies into its stomach with only a dagger so he flies in and the worm like is like still like worming around and junk and like comes back and is like going in and out of the sand and me and Frixos, which is Silas's character, all we can do is stand there and look. We're just kind of just like, what's gonna happen? And then like a couple We can't really turns, like help him, we can't kill it. So we just kind of have to not let it kill us while we wait on him to cut his way out. Yeah. And hope he cuts his way out. And then so mm -hmm. two turns pass and you just see Duris punch like punch and slash his way out of the worm and he just emerges while this like mid 2000s rock is playing and he just <laughs> emerges from the beast and we're just like oh my god and the worm just goes back into the ground and we ride no, back. no no huh no you uh you um Mordrick, which was Ronnie's character, was a gunslinger, and at the time he had a musket. Oh, yes. And I re and I remember that you guys were as as Duris was escaping, the worm was coming after you, and you just rolled to shoot it, and you you got a you got a, a crit, and then I pulled the card, and it said that you knocked it prone. Oh yeah. So we just said I you like shot this like gargantuan worm in the like head, and it just took it down. Leave it in Goliath. And then you guys all escaped. Yeah. Oh, oh, so good. That was pretty amazing. Yeah. It was so it was, good. It was awesome. Man. Incredible. Wow. I feel like I have to, like, uh, very I'll, I'll go ahead and do mine since I'm, like, already yeah. talking. And I'll just, like, do mine very quickly since I had spent all my creative energy telling that one. Um, but basically, we were... This is also part of Crimson Throne. We were clearing out um, Scar Wall to, like, get the enchanted sword to kill the queen. You know, basic... TTRPG stuff, and um, we were we had just approached Scarwall, which Chance had like hyped this up as being like one like it's just like a massive dungeon, very creepy. Like all these souls are trapped there, so if you die, you don't like you can't be resurrected or anything. Like your soul is trapped. It was the um, dungeon so before the final act. So it was like yeah. it was like the big the big grindy get all your like experience, get all your magic items dungeon. And we kind of like trot up to it and um, we approach and we're 
we are stepping up to the bridge that leads to the dungeon. And as per usual with these creepy, huge dungeons, this horde of skeletons and like a headless horseman kind of nightmare guy, like come up and are like right before us. And so our, our party, the, the, the big dogs who play to win, we, we, we prided ourselves on being like very like simultaneously poorly and insanely optimized. So basically like we were like a glass cannon party through and through. So we dealt so much damage but like if we ever like came into contact with several mobs and like we couldn't like kill everything in, like on time there was a good chance we would tpk well this was one of those perfect high moments risk, high reward. um and silas's character Frixos was a a lightning like thief mage spell spell thief build spell thief, and yeah. he just there's like a, there's a third party class it was, it was third, play. Party, third party class um and i was a it, gunslinger it, as chance was saying I, never mind we don't have to talk about that right now anyway okay okay <laughs> it was it was fun it was fun most of the time. Sometimes it was really not fun, but most sometimes of the time. it wasn't. But most of the time it was. Um, it took you like twelve levels to like not to, to be useful sometimes, but you know it's okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 some characters aren't useful until like the end of the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, listen, now you know kind of how our party rolled. We pull up to the scene, and Silas, um, all of his spells are surrounded around lightning, and so chain lightning is a very strong spell for using on just like creep mobs that just have a lot of bodies and i think there was like eight skellies or 12 something ridiculous it was like 12 yeah and frixos uses chain lightning to wipe them all in one turn so first and foremost frixos like chain lightnings all of them they like immediately just like they're immediately disintegrated like he does enough damage to all of them and then this headless horseman mob is still trotting towards us and mordrick like turns to everybody's like i got this Pulls out his um, repeater, uh, like six shooter. Yeah. I don't think he had you a had musket. Your revolver. Yeah, my revolver. Yeah, had... mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I was trying to say revolver, but you know, Anomia is real. Um, I pulled out my revolver and fired six shots directly into this guy. And since I was an alchemist, I could like imbue my my uh, bullets with like the, the same thing that I could do with my bombs. And I hit him and crit him on at least one or two of the bullets and just deal like 200 damage at like level 12 to this to this like semi boss and he immediately just dies and so we like approach the super op dungeon thinking that we're like the kings of the world come to find out there were some rough moments in there but but like that was the bridge was one of the easier parts probably yeah and it was just like this super sick just like the badass big dogs who play to win are like on the scene and like we spent six months in that yeah. dungeon. <laughs> we had a party that I, was like yeah. built around winning on turn one, if not by turn three. And if turn four came, <laughs> it was it was pretty bad. Like stuff was going yeah, downhill. Yeah. We real finished fast. the campaign, which should let you know that turn four never came. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Which was really useful against uh, like liches and demi liches who like have like death spells. Like if yeah. we don't give them time to set up, we win. But yeah. also if. We yeah. don't kill them. We die. So, I'm surprised you didn't say that. Um, the that whole session with meeting Mordric's dad. Oh, in Riddleport. Oh, chance. This is why I wanted time to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll have to talk about that at some other point because I don't yeah, want to. We, 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 sure. we talked about doing something some of this anyway. So. Yeah. yeah we can do well, that. I'm surprised uh, that uh, it wasn't 
something Jackson brought up was in in the honor roll, kind of like the first version of this podcast, uh, Welbly's moment of triumph oh, yes. in the rain, and <laughs> in, in, in his that one was uh, crazy Mulan moment. Yeah, that was, oh. uh, that, was that, that was Ep- one of my favorites. Honorable mention episode. Yeah. Episode three, we almost had a character death. Yes, of the last podcast. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. So well, also, it one? only takes one shot to get dicked was on my honorable mentions as well. At the oh, yeah. end of that podcast. <laughs> um, I think I think my favorite moment for my character. I mean, I mentioned this earlier. Uh, there were a lot of really great cinematic moments, but this was the one that in in the big campaign that that uh, we did before we ever started doing podcasts. Uh, that my character personally had he had become he had taken up the mantle of this like kind of like like batman but if he was this like mythical figure dating back thousands of years in the same city like that kind of like it's kind of like batman but but forever uh and he had taken on the mantle he he was going to be the next version of that of that uh city hero batman forever Uh, Batman Beyond. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Batman Beyond. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, and but at the same time, there was this one figure who is who is a part of part of the bad guys who is also trying to uh, kind of erase that figure from people's mind and take that place so he could manipulate people. So he was trying to fill the role that that character used to fill while turning all of the citizens against. Frixos, uh, the, the the persona that he had taken on, uh, and they had this showdown in in like this crowded, uh, uh, almost kind of like a city square kind of area. At least that's how it was in my head. Uh, and and they just like one v one, and uh, in front of a crowd of people, and and everyone was like booing uh, Frixos. The 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 persona that he he was uh, characterizing is called. And uh, so everyone was booing Blackjack, and they were all in favor of this guy. I think he had a golden mask or something like that. Yeah, he was very like um, like Assassin's Creed too. He was very yeah. like Italian, like uh, gold gold mask, red cape, like Zorro kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And to to regain like Blackjack's honor, he had to defeat this guy and prove to the citizens that he was a bad dude and that he was just using them. Um, and it was a very, like, we had, we had a chance to picked out, you know, this was all towards the end of the campaign, so chance to picked out all these music for different scenes. He put paint it black against this, uh, scene, and it was just very, like, all of it was just really perfect. You know, everything just, the, the way it all went down was just very cinematic and very perfect, and I felt like, I was, like, giddy inside while it was happening, because it, it was so cool to be role-playing. It was just fun. It was so fun. That's dope. He, uh, you also like smashed his mask at one point, and it had fallen off, and he like turned into like a genie, like a djinn. Yeah. Uh, and that was like he was actually like this extra planar, like devil kind of mm-hmm. fire guy. But, but yeah, that was awesome. Well, am I the last one? Is it already down to boy number one again? Oh, I was. So. Uh, that was from boy, boy number boy, num- boy number two is done. <laughs> um, okay. I've got so many, and everyone has just started them all. Um, started me thinking about them all, but my my go to that I usually say, and I think I I might have done this on a pre pod in our last show. I really feel bad if I've already said this story, but 
we're playing rise of the rune lords it was my first ever campaign and we got to book three and book three is is very it's essentially like a hills have eyes chapter you're like out in the like wilderness of varicia this country and like you're in ogre territory and ogres are like they're giant kin but they're like lower level giant kin but they are like probably the most disgusting kind of monsters there are like they're very like inbred very like i'm going to grab humans and like cook them and eat them and like all this gross stuff so like that's the setting and they start the setting um or uh jackson and our, our two other friends time trev and they have made it into this area and um there's these rangers and it, it's i feel like pathfinder straight up ripped off the night's watch because they're <laughs> They're called the Black Arrows. They all wear black and they take in orphans and prisoners from this big city and ship them into the wilderness and train them to be rangers. <laughs> so it's essentially the Night's Watch. And, um, but they, you, they get there and like the entire Night's Watch, the, the Black Arrows have just been like disassembled and, uh, they, they've lost their fort and ogres have now taken over their fort and then they come into this area um essentially they they save the only ones left and there's three of them so there's like three black arrows left of this whole like fort and they're like we have to get our fort back so the finale of this whole chapter is them kind of sandboxing finding their way to how are we going to take on like 30 40 ogres there's this giant castle and we have to take it back and so it's like guerrilla warfare tactics and stuff like that well Jackson's character, Craig Lair, uh, is an illusionist uh, wizard, and he conjures up this like illusion that lures out of 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 I think himself like dancing outside <laughs> of the like gate, and all of these ogres come running out, and he like sends it into the woods. So they get rid of like eleven of these ogres, um, kind of running after him. And then, because they're really dumb, so they climb this, they climb this wall, and they're sneaking around. But then, like hell breaks loose because they like sound the alarms and find them. And I remember Trevor's character was a paladin, and he had a very like uh, gimly and legless moment where like these, th him and this other ranger were like, like I bet I could kill more than you. And so they're counting how many ogres they're like chopping down, and they're fighting their way along a wall like all the way around this castle and they get to one end and there's a they get to the gate and all of the 11 ogres are rushing back because they hear the alarms and i remember like on one side there's like 11 ogres running in on the other side there's this giant ogre captain named the butcher with this big meat cleaver and i just they look at each other and their party does and then trevor the paladin says like you take them I'll handle this one. And he just jumps off the gate, lands on the ground, and he 1v1s a captain, which he is very underleveled. Oh. It's like a whole party encounter, and he 1v1s him. While uh, Jackson and Ty, Ty start shooting arrows, but I'm pretty sure Jackson used, like, two spells in one turn and just wiped out, like, 11 ogres in, like, two turns with some, like, AoE spells because they, like, closed the gate on him right in time. Um, and then they, they went on to... Um, kind of clear out the castle after Trevor 1v1s the guy. Um, 
but it was it was New Year's Eve, and we we were playing that whole night, and we we like paused at like midnight, went to a New Year's Eve party, came at Ronnie's house, at your your parents' house, Ronnie, <laughs> and then we, and then we we brought Patrick and Keller, and then we came back to Jackson's parents' house, and we played, um, we the the rest the rest of the session <clears throat> of them taking the fort back, and um, I remember. That at the end of the night, uh, they were like sticking the ogre heads on like pikes <laughs> on the big wall, and the sun was coming up. Because oh yeah, it was raining the whole time. Like in the game, is raining and raining and raining. And so the the morning comes, and they like raise their black arrows flag, and they're putting the heads on pikes. And the sun comes up, and it's like they're victorious. And I remember walking to my car, and the sun was coming up because it was like six a.m. And we had stayed up all night taking that fort, and that was that's that's my best memory, that's uh, most cinematic D and D game. So, that is dope. That is, that is big, fire. Big now dope. we're jazzed. Big fire. So th- that's what I'm expecting of uh, episode thirteen. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> this pre is not even gonna release before episode must thirteen. I know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well. Uh, unless everyone has anything else, Say I it. want to play D and D. Yeah, me too. All this talk has gotten me yes. hyped and hungry. Hyped and hungry, I'm a hungry baby. I'm a hungry baby. 